Good morning. I got a tummy ache right now. <laughs> what? Need some Tums? Who called it a tummy? Is is tummy like you take the S off of stomach and then <laughs> give it a nickname? Probably. They should have called it the stummy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, huh? Yeah, I got a, I got a stummy. Yeah, okay. The thing is, ever since last pod, I've been going crazy on them Sonic slushes. Oh, uh, yeah? But the exact same reason, I don't know if I said this on last pod, I don't like them is because they're so syrupy, mm-hmm. they give me a stomach ache. Did I say that? No, nah, you didn't. Oh, well, that's what's going on right now. So now it's all in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, you can never be from Pause. The, you can never be from the H. Oh, I get it. Oh, oh. Come on now, man. Back to you. you know, <laughs> Stummy. My I'd enjoy some Houston days. Shout out I Houston, was man. feeling lonely. <laughs> Me on, my homies sipped Houston. Come on, man. I was feeling Whitney. Shit, I said feeling lonely. What am I doing? Start this. <laughs> <laughs> Start this before I embarrass myself, man. Are y'all ready? Let's do it. All right, episode 241 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Let's get to the business. Yeah, we in the fucking building, man. What's up, Brooklyn? What's up, son? What's up, Fabo? Hey, man, I got that black MX with me. AKA that throw it in the back car. Rising Ground Boys back in that motherfucking building, man. I got that energy today. You tell her just throw it in the back? Different meaning for us when we were little. Okay. This was about stealing. That's not what that was. I thought they were stealing. Didn't, were they stealing in the music video? Maybe I don't remember the music video. Were they not shoplifting like a motherfucker in this video? Probably, but I don't think that's what they were doing. Heard that in ATL when I'm in ATL. Just ask my so I think about this. What it look like? You get it cause I got it. I got it so you get it. In Miami they say go stop. They weren't they weren't talking about mommy do the speedy, daddy do the duffel, bag full of chips. We ain't talking rustles. Nah, we gotta get into some of these lyrics. For Bag sure. full of chips. That's I ain't true. talking ruffles. <laughs> Horrible. Episode two hundred forty one of the Rising Ground Podcast. Your boy Roderick in the building. Jakari, we back in the building. Some of these lyrics were just god awful. Yeah, that was horrible. What do you say again? Hold on, I'm I'm gonna I'm get you to the lyrics. He said, "Mommy do the speedy mm. and Daddy do the duffel." Okay, it's a bag. Bag full of chips. We ain't talking ruffle. <laughs> hey, take your hand off that. <laughs> Don't get that no more. Where's the reverse button? I wish you could reverse that <laughs> right, shit, man. Because we have one of those. I'm just not going through it. Nah, yeah, that's that's nasty right Mommy there. do the speedy and daddy do the duffel? Now, bringing a duffel bag into a fucking store is fucking insane. You got to think about what year this is, though. 
What is this? 06? Gotta be this has to be 06. Early 2000s. I know this is 06. This is definitely post. Oh, it's 09. It's 09. 09. I forgot. I this is say, the dream. This is definitely post 2 Chainz Duffel Bag Boy. Definitely. That was for drug dealing, Kari. Same shit, though. They're talking about going in and buying expensive clothing. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, talking about a bag, having a bag is what okay. I'm talking about. Okay, okay, yeah, you're correct. So you were talking about the music video. I said I didn't remember the music video, so maybe they were shoplifting. But yeah, they talking about just, um, I'm not looking at the price tag. Buy whatever you want, just throw it in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Okay, for for me, I I guess not for you. Uh, in our age group back then. All I was thinking in my head was like, oh, niggas bringing bags to the store? Just throw it in. Oh, we're leaving. Five-finger discount. We're stealing. Oh, okay. Sticky fingers. Finesse. (laughs) I also didn't know that's why Sticky Fingers' name was Sticky Fingers. Yeah, yeah. He was a thief. I found that out when I was about 15. Yeah. Nevertheless, we're back in the building. Uh, We want to thank the listenership. We want to thank the viewership that's rocking with us. Um, How you feeling this Thursday, Corey? How's your week been? It's been good, fast, busy, um, but I, I feel great overall. This month just man, it's went by so fast. I know it I did. keep saying it, bro, but like I just it'd be just crazy. Like May is over; it's gonna be June next week. But um, just trying to end off the month, you know, on a high note, man. Everything's good, family's good, friends good. Everything is lovely, bro. Can't complain about much. I'm blessed. Uh, grateful for everything, bro. So yeah, I'm feeling amazing. How you feeling, man? How you been? I feel great. Um, I'm about to roll into a whole summer vacation type vibe. Yep, yep, so. yep. Finishing the <clears throat> herb adding. Yeah. So um, I'm feeling good right now. I'm really just trying to make it through to the end of the week. Got kids, you know, ceremony on next Tuesday. But I feel good. High energy. I'm ready to pod. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been ready to pod all week. Keep it 100. Question. Yeah. Spoke to you earlier in the week. You mentioned you had... A basketball game this week yes. as well. Tell me about the basketball or tell the pod about the basketball game. Um, So at the school, there's a student versus staff game. A lot of okay. schools do a student versus staff game. And what they did was they picked the juniors and the seniors um, that were basketball players. And those two teams went against each other. Whoever won out of the juniors and seniors played us. Now, the juniors and seniors went down to the wire the seniors won, um, so then they played us. We were, you know, we're a little bit older, maybe a little more winded, a little more out of shape. <laughs> yeah. So we did like, I think it was two 20-minute halves. Um, we didn't stop the clock at all. Of course, you got to have a running clock on games like this. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Um, this should have last forever if y'all was really like calling fouls and stopping the clock. That should have last for I wouldn't even. Hours. I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> we beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to lie. We yeah. kicked the shit out of them kids. Like, hats off to, to the teams. You know, y'all did what y'all needed to do. But it was like 56 to 30 something. We we kicked that ass in. Not even going to lie. Mm. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we kicked that ass in. Sheesh. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, that's an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. You see what, the, uh, what Denver did to the Lakes? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Swept them boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got him up out of there. <clears throat> but it was a good time. Um, I didn't expect to be as in shape as I am. I made it up and down the floor. Right, I'm not going to lie. Man, you athlete, man. Yeah. 
Play basketball your whole life. Come on now. It's like se- second nature, you see, know. See your fucking blood. Just just get out there and you, you back in your element, man. Back in your zone. I know you was locked in. Yeah, I yeah. You- <laughs> I was I was about to get to it. I know you was locked the, in. The bro. thing I was gonna get into <laughs> next was Kari, the rest of my friends, family, and maybe the viewer and listenership nowadays know I'm kind of a fucking show off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) so I don't care if these are toddlers, if these are elementary school kids, middle school, high school, whatever, like I'm giving these niggas fucking buckets regardless, nigga. When the shots switch, like I, like I'm walking down, like, you know, the little, the little gallop, little skip in your jump when you made the shot down the court, like, you got a little pep in this. Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of shit when I'm (laughs) swaddling and shit. Oh God. Get that out of here. Nigga, no easy buckets. Oh my God. I'm talking shit. Yep. (laughs) I'm already knowing you. Yeah, but, um. I was super duper locked in. <laughs> I know you was. Um, was. There were kids talking shit to me before the game. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Taylor, I'm going to dunk on you. Mr. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Uh, You're never going to do any <laughs> crazy ass shit like that, sir. It's really their fault. What are you doing? Like, yeah, what, what? Yeah, they shouldn't have been talking to you before the game started. They, they don't know better. We went in there and hooped on boys. Niggas and poked the bear, huh? Come on now. <laughs> you know what happened when you and poked all the, the bear. And all the team was going to do was feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they poked the bear. The team going to hey, feed them. you already know what happened. Shit. When you poked the bear, man. Come on, man. That's hilarious stuff. We bro. acted up. Yeah, 20, 20 point deficit. They never let. <laughs> that's, that's the shit the commentators like to highlight yeah, in gameplay talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never let. <laughs> and I hope my students be listening to this shit. You never let. <laughs> You know why though? It adds, you know, more to more dialogue to the conversation. Not only did we win, <laughs> yeah. we beat the shit out of it. Right. Come they on now. Never led, yeah. yo. One of these students conference oh, gonna get fucked up. They're gonna play this for the principal. Oh, <laughs> it's summertime though. I know. Shit, but, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. You know what I'm saying? You might not no, just nah. Nah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be there. Chill Come on, out, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna out, be there, young nigga. Out, I'm gonna be there, young nigga. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> look at me talking to them great. <laughs> not a young nigga. <laughs> oh god, you already this is oh god, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm be there, young young gentlemen and ladies. That's funny, man. Uh, did we have anything we wanted to get into before we actually started the music talk? Uh, no, were you finished with your week, though, telling us how you feel? That was really just you talking about... Um, well, I told y'all I was snowballing towards the end of school, graduation on Tuesday, sure, this, this, sure. that. I feel okay. great. High bad, energy. Bad, 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 high, sure. fu- high motherfucking energy. Okay. Come on, now. Hold I love on. it. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shooting at niggas. Shooting at niggas today. God damn. Y'all niggas got on vests. No, no, no. Fuck that. We damn. aimed at the head. Those... <laughs> Come on. Okay. Yeah. What did Lil Wayne say? Bow. One to the head. Now you know he did. Come on now. He ain't gonna be in rush hour three. No. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> come on, bro. Bro, you funny, man. Man, you had to be there for some shit like that. Yeah, you funny. <clears throat> you talk. But back to your question, you asked if I had an intro topic. I don't. Okay. We could go ahead and jump right into the music. Yeah, let's get into the music. We just wanted to touch a couple of pieces, songs. Uh, albums, mixtapes that are going to be dropping tomorrow. Yes, yes. Yeet and Young Thug. Yeet came out. He let everybody know he had a Young Thug verse in the tuck. I don't know how because Yeet didn't uh, 
have a music career when Young Thug was out of this motherfucker. Nah, nah he did. I'm he playing. Did, did. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, yeah. the track is called My Wrist. That's dropping tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he took to Instagram. Yeet did. Posted, like you said, this song coming out. I believe this was like Monday or Tuesday earlier this week. Uh, but yeah, of course, you know, anytime that Yeet drops a song, people are going to always be waiting for it. He's going to trend. But when you say that it's a feature from Young Thug, obviously. Oh, yeah, now it's going up. What we know the situation that he's in, he's behind bars. Obviously, people are starving and want to hear Thug music. So, yeah, this song I'm definitely uh, looking forward to. Going to definitely spin that. Yeet is one of my favorite, like, newer artists, but I listen to a lot of Yeet music. I've said that before, but I don't know. For some reason, I think it's just because it's so unorthodox. That's why I like it so much. But I really listen to a lot of Yeet, so definitely gonna be spending that. I t- want it tomorrow. I want to take this off of Yeet and just <clears throat> say something about Thug for a second, or ask a question about Thug. Okay. With him being incarcerated, with his trial not starting for quite some time, and it to be very lengthy, um, and we don't know how it looks on the end of it. What are the possibilities we get an album from Jail from Thug? Because you know he has plenty. Mm-hmm. Plenty, you know, like they like to say, tens, thousands of songs. Yeah, you, do anybody like? Does anybody remember all of those Twitter posts that mm-hmm. came out in 2016, 17, 18? Lil Thug has six mixtapes with Lil Durk. Lil Thug has <laughs> five mixtapes that have been unreleased with Future. Bro, he has a mixtape with Kanye. Was, he has fourteen unreleased Kanye. mixtapes. God damn! I was just about to say. He has a collab album with every he artist you could think four of. Four unreleased mixtapes with Gucci Mane. I'm like, man. He has two unreleased mixtapes with Louisy Vert. God damn it, drop one of them. How are you making this much music? Percocet. And yeah, Hot Cheetos and Gatorade. Now, that was another wild report that came out <laughs> back then. Hey, you, hey, if you know, you know. We don't have to delve into that right, one. Right, right, but right. if you remember that report... That was fucking crazy. I think Dario <laughs> told me about that, and I had to look into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn. He's just wild out here, man. That's what you call dedication, though, Car. Yeah, man. You got to lock in. You got to put that time in. 10,000 hours is what it takes, kids. That's what they tell us. Dedication and uh, the drug addiction. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll get you far. It'll get you places. Absolutely. Come on now. For sure. <clears throat> look at... Marvin Gaye. Go on. Um, Moneybag Yo, he's set to drop a mixtape tomorrow, Hard to Love. This is going to be the intro to his album that's coming out. Correct, correct. And I don't mean one song. The whole mixtape is going to be his his prelude to the album. Mm-hmm. So you remember on the previous episode, we played you know the little part that he had on Instagram, mm-hmm. him explaining the process leading up to this project, everything that's happened to him you know, in his life. You mentioned losing loved ones, going through just a lot of personal stuff, so... You know, um, hopefully we'll hear that in the music. Definitely looking forward to hearing this as well. It's back. Definitely looking forward to this one. It's back. So, yeah, you know, definitely going to spin that. But, yeah. Kodak Black has an album dropping tomorrow, too, Corey. It's called Pistols and Pearls. Man, this is a this is going to be a good week. A good Friday. Yeah, it is. And he kind of he caught me off guard. Not to say that his rap is anywhere off par from where he was 2022. He just hasn't been as active lately, so we haven't heard his name in the music realm much. But I can't wait to hear this. Can't same, wait to hear this. Same, same. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's just because of last year, if I'm not mistaken, he dropped two projects last year. Okay. So I think that's probably why he was kind of quiet to start this year off. Um, and then with that, you remember he said that this is his last project with Atlantic. He did. This was this is his farewell to. We're gonna talk about a lot of farewells today, but this mm-hmm. is his farewell to Atlantic, right? So, 
Um, so he says. <clears throat> right, correct. So hopefully with that, you know, I know he don't want to give them all of the bangers, but, you know, you got to go out with a bang. You got to go out on top trying to sell as much as you can on your way out. So I'm expecting this tape to really be nice. And on top of that, Kodak made like a movie for this album. A full movie. A full movie for this album. Uh, there's a trailer that we saw on the internet and it looked cool. Like Kodak seemed like he could really act. You know, like it's it's a hood story, obviously, of course, but it looks like great production, great camera work, great acting. So I'm like, I am gonna definitely catch that. I saw you or at least heard you over there listening to it or watching it during pre-production. I didn't get a chance to actually view it, even though I think you sent it to our group message or Hoppy did or something like that. I need to check it out. It sounds good. Were there real actors in that? Yes, there were. Okay. We don't have to get into the names or anything like that, but I thought I heard some voices that sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. Oh, bro, from Pinky. Like Pinky? Was oh, he in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, Pinky. I heard that's the voice that I heard. Yeah, yeah um, I, I always forget his, his actual name. Yeah, but he's in there. Um, seems like it's gonna be a good film. Mm-hmm. We always have from time to time, or not always. Like I said, from time to time, we got a rap short film that came out that we had the. Do we have a problem? Nicki Minaj did that with Lil Baby. There was Tommy from Power that was in there. It's a whole lot going on. Yep, Clifton Powell. Clifton Powell. That's what he. I was gonna say when he was <laughs> fucking them little babies in that other movie. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> I was like, y'all remember him? The other yeah. dude when he was fucking <laughs> them little babies yeah. in that movie. Come on now, you had to do that. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Are we out of Kodak? Yes, sir. We can move on. What we got next? We got the one that we really, we really wanted to dip Ooh, into. Man, like I said, it's gonna be a crazy Friday. Tomorrow's the day. Lil Durk drops his album, Almost Healed. It's highly anticipated at this point, Corey. Oh, my goodness. We talked for weeks and weeks and weeks how he wasn't doing what we really needed Mm -hmm. to boost the promo to get us excited. Mm -hmm. Corey, we are. I'll speak for myself, and I'll speak for what I've seen on social media as it pertains to the culture. Niggas are locked in for this Durk album. They waiting on it. They waiting on it like, like... 11.59 11.59 p.m. outside of Best Buy on Black Friday. <laughs> Nigga, I was just going to say like them J's coming out. So yeah. On my life. This is a big deal right now. Nah, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. He definitely did a good job of... Promoing? Ro- promoing, rolling out his album um, like the way he was supposed to. And this just goes back to the conversation. I don't want to go super deep into this, but, you know, just back to the whole when NBA Youngboy... Decided to drop on that exact same day. Like I mentioned before, um, I, I think that's why you don't want to drop on the same day because you see everything that you can do individually that's separate from the beef and dropping on the same day type of shit. But regardless of that, Dirk has done a good job, man. He's he's done interviews. He got the, the song with J. Cole, the single that came out. So I couldn't agree more that the streets are warmed up. They prepare. They are anticipating this project coming out tomorrow. Myself, still, I still feel the <clears> same <throat> way. Like, I'm going to listen to this dirt. Um, but the noise I am hearing and I am seeing it. So, yeah, that's going to be something that I want to get to first, more than likely, if I'm having to choose from the list. But um, we'll see, man. I still don't know what to expect. He did drop the track list. I'm going to go ahead and get that pulled up. And I, while you're getting <clears> that pulled up, I like to highlight 
there are a lot of rappers that are making their way around the industry without doing it the cookie cutter way these days. Um, what you mean? Dirk is one of those. You don't have to visit every single radio station. Now, I like to see that sometimes because it lets me know you're on that classic album rollout promo run. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, the landscape of media is completely changing. Um, by the time we're done with this shit, we're only going to be looked at as like pioneers. We're still within like the first 10 to 15 years of podcasting, but it's gotten to the point where it's starting to take over the radio space. Mm -hmm. So even some of the radio stations have their shit like uh, syndicated every day as a podcast. podcast yeah. But um, I, I don't want to name names, but those big radio stations in LA or in New York or in Illinois, there's no reason for them to go to those places where they can... They can come to Gillian Wallow. They can go see Nori. They can go see Joe. Mm -hmm. They can go see Rory. Um, and you can make your way around the game without having to do it the way the labels and um, the industry and the big guys behind the curtains want you to do it. Right. The so-called, like, original way to do it. Or yeah. The way that, you know... You know how it is with the labels, like, and I like that way. I like it. It, yeah, it yeah. helps get you a maximum um, sales on your album. Absolutely. What I was gonna say is with the labels, you know, once they figure out like one formula, they stick to it for sure. You know, so it's been successful, like you said, rolling your album out that way, like doing it the label way, visiting like all of the top people, like radios or podcasts, whoever it is. Now, you can, now I'm naming. You can go see, and I love all these niggas because they they're audio legends, especially in the culture. You can go see Angie. You can go see Charlemagne and Envy. You can go see um, Big Boy. Big you can go see um, L.A. Leakers. Uh, you you can do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean, just going back to my point. Like, that's <clears throat> what the labels may want you to do. That but, is. But back to your point, like, these days, because within the podcast world and, and then just within the so-called culture, we have more platforms, and you could really go to these platforms now and get your shit out to the streets or to the people that's really fucking with your music, to the culture. So that's what Dirk is doing, essentially. That's just the point that we're making. Like, this week, we've seen him with Ack. Yes. He had a lot, he had to, a lot to say. Right before we say this, the last <laughs> thing, we're going we're gonna to get right into yeah, that. The ahead, last man. thing we need in this media game to completely start to detach and be able to do things independently and still make the ranks up, we need our own late night shows. Because um, it's not enough for us to have to do Fallon. I love Fallon. I love Jimmy Fallon. It's not enough for us to have to do Jimmy Kimmel. I love Jimmy Kimmel. Conan. Um, who else is on? Steve Meyer. One of them niggas. But, um, you know, like when Desus and Meryl was on, shit like that, yeah. they could get shit cracking. Um, we, we need our own late night shows. Come on now. But. Back to what we were saying, he's been making his way around. He had an interview with academics, and he had a lot to say. Too much to say, almost. We can start with NBA Youngboy, because that's where we were um, from previous pods. He said, you know, 
everybody really thinks I did this as promo with him. He said, on a daily basis, I think nothing of him. Not at all. He said, I don't think of him at all. And I can kind of believe that. I mean, when you think, yeah. when you think about the age gap, when you think about like them really not having in, any relationship with each other besides past um, or, or late friends and family, mm-hmm. they don't even have a reason to be thinking about each other. They probably don't. I mean, yeah, I can agree with that as well. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, just back to that whole drop it on the same day. I mean, Dirk came out first and said, I'm dropping on he this did. day. So he like, did. Obviously, I mean. It wasn't on his mind. He wasn't. He didn't create this is the point I'm trying to make. Right. So, yeah, I could believe him. So, let's. I just wanted to get that out the way. We can move past the, the NBA young boy part. Corey, Lil Dirk had a lot to say about the YSL Rico case going on. Specifically about Gunna. Do you want me to play what he said about him? Go ahead. All right. Believe that Gunna told that, that. Man, I don't sit up and play games, man. That man told. If you should have went in there and kept your mouth closed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was. I, I thought you were trying to reverse it. I'm like, hell no. I'm like, I just said, I, I, no, I just said, I'm I like, almost scares you. I'm like, yo, how did, huh? I'm like, I don't even gonna like. Hell no. I just never, I never, I never like, I follow, I, just, I don't know. I never like, why well, I didn't, I don't know. I just don't take Instagram and all that type of shit But if you a rat, you a rat. And if you rewind this clip a little bit, I looked into the camera and I told you, if you a rat, I hate you. <laughs> My goodness. Shit. A lot there. A lot there. So uh, was the question like, why did he unfollow Gunner or something? I'm guessing. Um, no, the question was, did Gunna rap? Or like, did Gunna tell? Oh, is he a snitch? Is he a rat? Um, okay. So yeah, you, obviously you heard him stand on that. Oh my God, <laughs> what happened to Virgil? And the thing is, a few months ago, the industry tried to dismiss it when he said it wasn't a diss. You remember that little snippet that came, what happened to Virgil? He probably going to tell. Probably going to tell. I remember that. Oh, he feels strong. He said, <laughs> if you rewind this tape, <laughs> he said, Yo, if you're right, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> My goodness. Thoughts. Dirk is hilarious. No, Dirk's funny. First, no, Dirk. first off, like, no, Dirk's bro, that and, was and the fact that he's serious is funnier. Bro, that was funny. Oh, he mean that shit. That was funny as hell. <laughs> um, but also, I think just with being a rapper and being a rapper like Lil Dirk with everything that's around him, he has to be like that. You know what I'm saying? He can't go up there and, and not say, bro, is a rat. Damn near. You know what I'm saying? Even if he didn't feel that way to me. But uh, no, I definitely still think that. <laughs> he, he believed that shit, bro. He didn't thought. He didn't sat and thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He let it ponder in his mind because <laughs> that, it, he was that was a friend of his. I was about to say he, you heard him say Thug. He loved Thug. Obviously, he has a bigger relationship with Thug than he had with Gunner. No, but those are friends. Yeah, of course, of course. But um, he took that to heart. He definitely took that to heart, bro. It was, there was a lot of passion behind those words. To him, it's like finding out one of your friends is not who they said they are. <laughs> like straight up, <laughs> he said up. And if you're a rat, Ooh. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Shit. I'm with you, Dirk. Right. I stand with Dirk. I'm with Schmirk, nigga. Man, I stand with Dirk. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing about it is, there's a lot of people that do stand with Dirk. Mm-hmm. This is putting this is putting a damp 
all over any hopes that Gunna was dropping an album this year, Corey. Like, who, you keep seeing... Who thought that? No, 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 no. You have, wait, 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 wait. Have we just not had a conversation or have you not heard these rumblings, Corey? You've heard it. Gunna's not no, coming out with no damn nah, album. Corey... I mean, right, I, haven't be getting, heard it. I haven't no, heard it. Nah, I be getting that industry word. I know you get that shit too, Corey. <laughs> Man, that I, nigga been working on an album. I'm sure he has. On some like, it's ready to be released type shit, Corey. I do remember him at a certain point. It was still a rumor. I don't think it ever was proven. He got song snippeting. Yeah, I mean, that that was when he was out, too. He always had shit like that. But no, I remember he was trying to, like, find a new label or some shit. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Huh. That nigga was, he said, Because it ain't going to work with YSL. Yeah, bro. And they put in a trade request. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I deny that bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Um, thoughts, though? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with... <laughs> with dark, with dark, y'all still listening to that that album? I'm not listening to the album when it comes out. It's not coming out. Come I'm on. saying like when his next album comes out, like oh. y'all got it. Okay, that's fine. And like it's not even on the the notion because I hear all those people that be like, <laughs> "You're not even in this shit." Like, like what's yeah, the what's the thing? You're not. It's the same thing, like. Y'all niggas played Gummo until until 6ix9ine snitched. And then there was no more 6ix9ine shit. Even if it was for business purposes only, we'd play the fucking album. Not after not after he read Nigga dropped some shit after he read it. It was up. I just want you to know that 6ix9ine ain't never put in some shit like <laughs> DS. <laughs> One, two, no, no. three, and four. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. <laughs> Have you heard one of? Nah, what was that shit? What, what was that shit that he used to tout around? He ten for ten on Billboard. Boy, stop that shit! <laughs> stop that shit! Hey, has he ever made anything close to that? Uh, Have you heard Ski? Brown, 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 brown. I can What's go that? on. Have you heard Hot? He's the. All right, what I will say, Kari. What's up? That might be a little harder than pushing P. And I know y'all niggas are going to try to say it came from different places because I know New York had it popping. <clears throat> nah, he's the reason why niggas say the word blicky. You know that, right? Uh, 6 9 He's the reason why Maybe. niggas say the word blicky. Maybe. I didn't, bro, I don't, I've never listened to his music enough to know. Now, you know that one line. I do. No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know if he, I, if I can give him credit for that because I don't listen to enough of his shit. You know that line. But I can't say like I don't listen to enough line. of this shit. It's that line. I, I only know that line either. That's why I started calling this shit the Blick. Oh man, nah, niggas call shit Blick before that. Maybe not Blicky. Fully. In 2017, niggas was not saying Blicky before that, Corey. I thought maybe I don't know. When we was in college, we was not hearing Blicky. <laughs> niggas was not saying Blicky. What was we saying? Strap like tool pipe banger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, stop. Globa, globa. Globa, globa, bang. No cap, nigga. Anything. I was making a I'm like, bro, stop. Please, bro. I saw you, like, you had a look in your eyes. I said, fuck, y'all. He about to turn up. The fucking Roscoe, nigga. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Roscoe. 
But nah, maybe he, uh, maybe we do give him credit. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't think so, though. Like I said. But what I was saying in the nutshell is that we stopped listening to that shit immediately. It wasn't, and I'm not even being one of those be fair across the board niggas. I'm saying it wasn't because we were in that shit with him. It was because, oh, all the shit you rap about is not what you rap about. Mm -hmm. And niggas are going to try to say, well, that's 90% of the rap game. They haven't proven that shit to me. (laughs) Once you prove it to me. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's not even like, I know it's fake. Now, I at least can believe it's real with other niggas because they haven't proven to me it's fake. Nah. No, I get you 100%. X marks the spot. 100% on that. But you still got to wait to see what what bro rap about. Because I agree with you. He can't, now, he can't come out rapping about the exact same now, shit. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he just can't. needs to rap about like getting pussy, <laughs> right. being fly. You know what I'm saying? Maybe spending some money on cars Ooh, or something. Oh, yes. Now, Clothes, like you said. If he goes, now imagine he makes hey, a smooth to transition me. to swag rap. <laughs> <laughs> from drill. From drill. Nah, what nah. if Gunna went drill? Nah, he can't go drill. That's nasty. That's, that's the last place what he the can fuck? go. That's the last place he can go. Hell no. Imagine him leaving Trap yeah, and, and going somewhere else. Nah, he got to do swag rap. I can't imagine it. He got to just do drug rap. Yeah. Uh, he got to go back to the cup. Have you seen him? No, he got to do like trippy red juice world type music Ooh. from here on out. He got to be Rod Wave. Heartbreak. <laughs> Ooh, if he dip into heartbreak and only heartbreak, now I'll listen to his snitch ass. <laughs> Chill out. I'm gonna, man. And... I'm uh, I'm gonna triple the fuck down on this. Or were you about to go somewhere? Stop fucking telling me to wait on Young Thug. I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I don't need to wait on what that nigga heard. I heard him, nigga, and you heard him too. The fuck? I'm not fucking waiting on him. Stop breaking news. The fuck? Well, we gotta wait to see if he a snitch. If, if Young Thugs, no. You heard the tape, guys. Fuck. But no, nah, I feel you 100%, man, not disagreeing. But yeah, we'll see if he drops a project this year, which, once again, I do not believe. But if we do get that, it's going to be very important to see what he's rapping about because he can't rap about the exact same shit and expect to sell or to even get respect. Niggas are going to trash him from the <laughs> moment he says anything about being loyal to the homies. The bullet going to get one of my niggas. I promise I'm never going to tell. I'm never going to tell. I promise I'm never going to tell. Nigga should have known though. He got crime stoppers. I love Gunner, man. I do. I do. I do love Gunner. But, <laughs> but the thing is, we did completely excuse a lot. The, the crime stoppers. A lot. Thing. The writing was on the wall. A lot of stuff from a lot. Yes. Yeah, the, the writing, writing was, was on the wall. wall. For sure. They should have known, like, never mind. Never mind. It's all good. <clears throat> uh, nevertheless, Lil Dirk, uh, He's dropping on Friday. Yeah, man. So I got the track list up. 21 songs in total. We see features. It's not bad. Juice World, Rob 49, Kodak Black, 21 Savage, Future. Is that Chief Keith? No, no. I, I had to, to. I was like, damn, is the OTF Glow Gang <laughs> was, beef I was over? Like, is that Chief Keith? Is the OTF Bro, I was like, Glow Gang beef did smash. You, did you hear the pause? I was like, wait. Wait, Bro, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> a few days ago when this came out, the same thing you're doing, yeah. I had to do because I was like, there's no way Can't be. we got new Chief Keef and Lil yeah. Dark, but no, it's not. It's look, Chief like t- something. Yeah, it look like Chief Wook, W-U-K maybe. I don't know. Like, 
the font kind of weird. I can't really tell. I don't even know. Yeah, see if it's on Apple by chance. But anyways, the the other song obviously with J Cole, and then he has a song with Morgan Wallen. Is it Wallen or? Yeah, Morgan Wallen. That uh, I don't know what he does. <clears throat> he may maybe does country. I think that's country, yeah. But what a lot of folks were saying was he has a lot to say about ratting and snitching. But I don't know this Morgan Wallen, but he he uh. He said some racist shit. That's what I was hearing too. I don't. I don't know about him. Well, I have it, Corey. This was from 2022, back in June. It says Morgan Wallen. Uh, back then he was currently at the top of the Billboard Country Airplay chart, so he is a country artist. Um, but the singer songwriter says things got pretty dark after a video surfaced in 2021 of him using a racial slur. Um, just another white boy saying the N word. Probably it. I don't want to just make the actual slur that he said, but I'm looking at his appearance and it screams nigger. (laughs) Oh my God. I clicked on it. Everything that's happened since Morgan Wallen got caught saying the N word on him. (laughs) I knew his ass said nigger. He looks like he says nigger. You can see it in his eyes. Oh, you profile us too. (laughs) Fuck y'all. Oh, Oh, my old brother. Everybody does the shit. Oh, brother. Miss me with that, bro. Y'all can miss me with that. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah, I knew that nigga said nigger. Come on now. What else? Um, Couldn't be anything else. Come on. Yeah, look. Is that a mullet? Come on. Is that a mullet? <laughs> For sure is a mullet. <laughs> He's definitely saying nigger. Almost just said something about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I stopped you. I'm glad I stopped you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know why you brought up mullet. Yeah. Um. All right. Because it, it wasn't anything about race. Who knows, man? Y'all ladies with the mullets out there to be looking good as fuck. All right, but go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. God, what are y'all doing with these mullets? Like, I've definitely seen something that's oh, like, I'm like, that's nice. Oh, my God. That's nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I can't believe it. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> But let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's okay. leave a little dirt. Okay. Are you ready to get in the news? Let's do it. We already knew that Fetty Wap was in trouble on that Rico shit, Kari. But I, I don't know what weird shit was going on with Fetty Wap. If he was just making us believe or feel like he was out of jail at some point last year. Yeah. But when that whole Yams tra- like track dropped, uh, yeah, I forgot he had that. stories of him like walking around and shit. I'm like, did y'all have this pre-recorded just because y'all knew this nigga was going to jail? It's possible. Because that song had already been out for like... No, but not the song. I mean, like they had like stories of him like, they could just be walking... Up the the hallway in a hotel room or some shit like that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, have we okay. pre-recorded this to make yeah. it look like he's not in jail yeah, right now and shit? Now. That's easy. Um, that's just good marketing. Yeah, I guess. But like, what's the fucking point? We know we know what's going on, Fetty. I feel you. It's not Fetty on Fetty on Fetty right now. <laughs> I can't go in. I ain't ready. But like we said, he's been going on. He's had an ongoing Rico case. Correct. He was found guilty and just. Yesterday, I believe, Wednesday, he was sentenced to six years in prison for his role in the drug trafficking conspiracy um, that blanketed parts of Long Island and New Jersey in cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, and crack. My goodness, man. He was really in them streets terrorizing. Absolutely. It says it says um, his name was Willie Jr. Maxwell II or is um, was a kilogram level redistributor for the drug trafficking organization. So not only was he wrapped up in the RICO, 
it seems like <laughs> things in the music industry had gotten a little, a little slow. A little slow. Yeah, yeah. So that nigga went back to putting his hands on the work. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I'm, I'm kid you not. I read this. His attorney, his team, his defense team, they actually tried to use that in their um, that his work was getting slow. So he had to get back to selling work. They were just saying, like, post-pandemic, he really didn't have any other options. <laughs> That's what they said. Are we fucking kidding? <laughs> I swear to God. That was what they <laughs> argued yeah. on the fucking stand? It was like, he ain't had no choice, Your Honor. That's all he knows is the streets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you see Lawyers are saying any goddamn out. thing. <clears throat> yeah, ne- nevertheless, he was charged uh, and sentenced to six years. That's crazy to think one of the biggest stars. If you rewind 10 years ago or nine, because he blew up 2014, really. He was hip-hop's biggest star, Corey. The biggest. Yep. He didn't even need the Drake parlay or the Drake alley-oop. He just got it. Mm-hmm. And it took him even further. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and I've said this time and time Again, uh, and I'll say it time and time again, <clears throat> he rushed those those tracks out. They were amazing tracks on his first album, yeah. but he should have spread those out because he dropped six to nine number one hit worthy songs on one album, and that could have lasted him five years. Mm-hmm. And it was just a different time with like the era. It was that this was like when SoundCloud was really going crazy. So everybody thought like you just had to continue to just drop music, drop music, drop music, drop music. But agreeing with your point, Fetty Wap has so many great songs. Obviously, we know what Trap Queen did, but he had so many other great hits that were going crazy on SoundCloud. So if he were smarter or his team or he went with a label too, so maybe it was some things there. But anyways, My Way with Drake. My Way, yeah. Again. If they, um, if they I wanna, want you to be mine. Yeah, that was on the album too, right? Yeah, six seven nine, uh, six seven nine with Monty, oh RGF Island. Is my time on? What is it? Time? Is time on there? Um, let's see. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I, it's just there's so many fucking. Um, no, let it bang. Um, no days off. What's the RGF song? Island. What? Time is on there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say with well, Monty, right? Jug. <clears throat> Oh my oh God! <laughs> See what I mean? So no, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause to my point, too many hits to come out on one album should have been spread it across, you know, multiple projects. At least three albums. And because of that, you know what I'm saying? Like he gave us everything at once and then like he ran out. You know what I'm saying? Like within the next two to three years, like yeah, he was still Fetty Wap, but like he didn't have anything else left in the tank. He really never had a hit as big as the shit with Drake, Trap Queen. I keep saying, what, what, is that Trap Queen right Yeah, Yeah, it was Trap and Queen. And then My Way with Drake. And then what was the other one you said? Jug. He Jug, had RGF oh, like, Island again. Now. Or Snap Mine it. Again, whatever you want to call it. No Days Off. But um, what I will say is he was signed to 300. That, that was the early stages of 300. They opened in 2012. It was 2015. The quality control was not there. Or not even the quality control. Mm-hmm. The... Um, <laughs> Yeah, quality control. I'll say that because in the right hands, gold mine singles like that don't drop seven to an album. We're not doing that. I mean, unless you wanted a thriller album and he got one. 
or he waited too late on that. If you remember that too, yeah. that album came out way too late. Because he was just dropping shit on SoundCloud. I'm telling you, but yeah, I agree. I Could have made a fortune. Because mm, the album didn't come out until like our freshman year of college. college. Imagine had he waited a year to release these songs and he released those on Apple Music. Yeah, come on now. Oh, well. But like we said, uh, the streets slowed down, obviously, to a point, or the music slowed down, I'm sorry, obviously, to a point leading up to 2020 and post-pandemic. He said there's no other way. So he went to the streets, went to trafficking. But unfortunately, he got caught. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think he saw it coming? Yes. Yes. Are you talking about the music slowing down or him getting caught? <clears throat> no, let me just let me just ask you again. And I, I want you to- Oh, my fucking gosh. <laughs> This nigga Kari <laughs> is dark. What? Did he see it coming? I just, I just was asking the question. Are you talking about because he has one eye? Hey man, I was just asking the question. Did he see it coming? Uh, halfway. Halfway. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, man, it's all love. Shout out to Fetty Wap though. Uh, we we not seeing you to 2028 at the latest though. So that is crazy. It's crazy, but yeah, it's a lot of rappers that are. They're getting booked and sentenced. We're still waiting to hear what's going on with Tory Lanez, but you know we'll find out about that later. <clears throat> Let's move on with news. We talked a little bit about Timberland and AI before, but Timberland says he has a plan to commercialize AI software that could give a producer exclusive rights to the voice of a music legend who is no longer with us. I'm going to repeat that, Corey. Timberland says he has a plan to commercialize AI software that could give a producer exclusive rights to use the voice of a music legend who's no longer with us. I, I, I'm not going to ask for your thoughts first, Corey. What the fuck? <laughs> We're getting out of hand. I love Timberland. One of the greatest producers in history. Yeah, man, gave us future sex. Top 10. I'll He's, ever be for, forever be grateful. Top 10 producers all time. Hip-hop, top five. Easy. Top four. Easy. <laughs> so it's no debate. This is out of line. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like abusing power. Oh, this is sick. This it, is sick, Carl. It's weird because you would think people who are actually in the industry making music, who you know live and thrive off of music, will understand why the AI-generated music and sounds are not good for the industry and what what harm it can cause. You know, so for him to be supporting it fully and to try to like capitalize off of it, it's like why, Timberland? Like you, you why? You know what I mean? Like he's made a song with Biggie. On some AI-generated lyrics, just like, why are you doing it? When Kanye West would come out and say borderline incorrect things about racial movements because he wanted people to think a little bit different about it, or when he would say blatantly wrong things, we would go, hey, Kanye, you have to stop this. Anybody else can say this shit. Your voice is entirely too big. For this shit to go on, you're going to affect far too many people. This works the same way with Timberland. When it comes to the producer realm, the music realm, the hip hop space, especially because he was around for the origins of it, so they respect his voice in it. His voice is too big 
too powerful and he has too much influence to be supporting this. Agreed. That's why I find it weird. That's why I was asking why. Cause it, it, oh, somebody's paying him to do it this. It don't make sense. Somebody's paying him no, to do this. No, definitely. Definitely he got to be getting paid from either the software that's being used. He's getting paid. He's almost promoing it. That's weird, dude. I, like I said, I'm not for sure, but I, I do want to just step out there and go, yeah, he's he's getting paid. Oh, yeah. You want me to read it? Go ahead. You're absolutely correct here. So it says... The software used for the record was developed by Light Energy Labs, a Miami-based company co-founded by Timbo. Okay. <laughs> That's all I need to read. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this is this a brand new company or did he have some sort of inner workings with the motherfuckers that created this type of AI software? Says, or was that just chat, <clears throat> that, that GPT shit that came out? So it says the filter technology has been in refinement for nearly two years and only recently became a high quality tool to use in a song. So the last two years they've been working on this. Okay. So Timberland is behind all of this. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I wanted to read that is you said he's getting paid. He's obviously getting paid. It's his company. Oh, I don't even mean that. I mean the fact that we're seeing AI voices start to take over oh, the music yeah, yeah, landscape. Yeah. He's behind all this. I mean, he's not the only one. Yeah, probably not the only one. And yeah, yeah. because it's so fascinating to somebody uh, or to some people, a lot of folks that don't give a fuck about the true origins or the original essence of music, they're going to eat this shit up, especially for the reasons that Timberland is talking about because he wants to produce and recreate a notorious B.I.G. song just using AI. This is so dangerous. Ice Cube had some strong thoughts over this uh, over this past weekend when he was talking in an interview. He said, anybody that decides to use my voice for this, I'm, I'm suing them immediately. I think it's dangerous, and I think it's demonic. Now, I won't go as far to say it's demonic, but it's super dangerous in the fact that there will be lines spit by the notorious B.I.G. that he more than likely would have never fucked with. And who are you to say that he would have fucked with it? Right. It's, <clears throat> it's words that they may have never even said ever in their lives leave it alone you no know, that's why i say it's just shit like that get weird like you you're recreating you're changing history you know what i'm saying like it ain't it's not the right way to do things it's just i don't know that shit just weird to me dude and they're gonna try to add 2023 shit like i don't want to hear in uh not nba uh i don't want to hear notorious big say anything about an iphone or about shit on a computer or shit like that. I don't want to hear it. Or running a blitz. If I hear Biggie talking about a blitz, bro, I'm a boy. A blitz. Or drill. <laughs> drill. Come on now. None of that. Yeah, so. A blitz. That's stupid, dude. But, uh, yeah. The AI shit is happening, man. Yeah, I didn't really think it was going to take over the way. All right. I knew it would take over one day fully and completely. I didn't know it was going to start to take hold this quick. Holy fuck. Yep. They moving quick, Corey. I just think, man, once... I mean, obviously, you know, it's always been there. But once you get that that exposure with the social media, because we all talking about it now, I think 
it's easier to push that shit because it's everywhere now. It is. More people are coming out. Like I said, Timberland is the face right now, but I can almost promise you he's not the only one in the industry in these labels that are behind it. They are also behind it. This shit just don't pop up out of nowhere. It got to be people pushing it. So don't be surprised, like to me, if we start hearing more and more people, artists, producers, label heads, PR people, being the ones that are specifically behind the pushing of AI-generated songs. No, it definitely makes sense. Um, while we're in this realm, I want to stay here and move on to something kind of of the sorts. Apple has introduced new features for cognitive uh, accessibility along with live speech, personal voice, and point and speak in a magnifier. So um, these are some brand new software features. Basically, from here on out, if you don't feel like talking, I could be sitting in front of Kari, and Kari can be talking right to me, and I could have laryngitis. I could have lost my voice. Uh, something could have been going on, or I just don't feel like talking. I will type anything I need to in, and the, what is it called? The live speech mm-hmm. will take my voice or a pre-generated like Siri-type voice, and it will speak it back to Kari. In complete conversational style. Yep. Moving forward, we'll be able to put our phone up to anything on the wall, anything in a book. Um, maybe you're holding a cereal box. It'll be able to pick up on the words and just read it to you. It's time you live in, man. <laughs> it's actually, I like it. I like it, but at the same time, I don't. I like it because I love to see the evolution of the world. When you look back at the 1950s and you look at right now, how much shit is different. Or even when you look back to when we were kids, 2000, 2001, 2002, or the post 9-11 world now, the post um, recession world now, pre-pandemic world now. Um, Yeah. I like to see it. Mm-hmm. We're getting towards that that the Jetsons phase. I fuck with it. Now we're never gonna have flying cars. That's a fucking hazard. But we've gotten we've gotten some Jetsons shit going on. We're roboted the fuck out. I don't know if I like it. We always thought we would like it because we saw it on cartoons and it sounded and seemed amazing. But yeah. I don't know, Kari. Did you, did you ever watch the movie Smart House on Disney way back in the day? No, you told me about it, but I've never watched. How it. How the fuck? Nah, y'all got to get on Kari's ass. No, at least once a pod, Corey. Why do I have to do this to you? Get the fuck out of here. You need to leave. <laughs> Never seen Smart House. I'm sorry. Maybe you just weren't a Disney Channel original movie kid. Yeah, not too much. The oh. house was AI. Yeah. The house was literally AI, and it turned on them just like we always thought shit would. Um... Or just like we've been predicting shit will in the future. Program. It went so fucking bad for them, Kari. I mean, they ended up getting it reprogrammed and she she stayed in fucking line, that bitch. But um <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. It was it was a lot though. You you should watch that shit. It's, it's still low key fire. It's heavy. <laughs> it's still low key fire for a movie. It's not heavy. I ain't gonna lie. It's not. <laughs> 
but man, like thoughts about it though, um, I agree with you as far as like the innovation of the world, the advancement of technology. That's something that I always like love to see as well. As a kid, like I always, I looked forward to the new iPhones, iPods, computers. Like every year they would come out when Steve Jobs would do the keynotes. Like, I used to sit and, like, watch I those. still watch them. You know what I'm I saying? I still watch Or I go back and rewatch them. I'm not there yeah. for that moment because we're not in school anymore and we right. can't just pause and do shit like that. But um, I get back to it. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, so I was just saying, like, I um, agreeing with you. Like, I, I love to see that as well. But it, it does get kind of scary, you know, for us where we will be in the next 10 to 15 years, what will actually be under our control and not be under our control. Because at this point... Everything is moving to be so digital and so AI generated. It's like, bro, we're not gonna have control of anything. So, like, niggas don't even control their house, the phone. You could just click a button, it read for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, w- with all the shit that they got going on, and they're still introducing that Fed now shit. They're gonna take your money too. You're not even gonna be able to use cash. It's just yeah, it's crazy. I ain't gonna but be I able told to use you, cash. But later. I told you the, the dollar bill though. You know, I told you it all go back to that. Like, I mean, it's it's worth nothing. Yeah. It's just but the, cold, bro. the thing is, what is worth anything now? Because your your number amount in the bank is really just equivalent to cash. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't mean a goddamn thing, what is the dollar worth? So you, basically what you're saying is we're worth nothing. No, the thing is, they're really just making us pay and nothing's worth anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say we're worth nothing. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we're just paying back debt we'll never recoup. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So we're however many trillions trillion trillion dollars tri- in debt now. So I was just reading a report. I think it was on like Yahoo or something, but... Um, and I don't know why this has to be reported. It should be known, but they said we're never, never going to pay that off. But that's obvious. Like we gave like no three way. ships to Britain in like the fifteen hundreds. <laughs> I, like, I knew it back then. I, was about to say, <laughs> <day> <laughs> I We were sh- screwed. Bro. I knew that shit then. We were screwed from day one, bro. <laughs> Niggas was making bets. They, I mean, not bets. They they were making promises yeah. they knew they weren't good on <laughs> facts bro handshake deals and shit we're aiding ukraine with fucking nothing bro nah bro we've been fucked since the uh louisiana purchase i swear to god i was gonna bring the louisiana purchase up <laughs> For real? the first fucking transaction we've ever made we've been fucked ever since then real, been fucked ever since yeah bro we still no chance but yeah we're we're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah white folks got funny with that money trillions of dollars a day man um but yeah so Imagine being a trillion in debt. Like, <laughs> no, like as an individual, no. like imagine waking up like and a nigga call you and he'd be like, oh yeah, whatever random bill collector. How much do I owe? You owe a trillion, nigga. <laughs> How do you want to pay? I'm probably going off my shit. Oh yeah. Like, there's no way I'll ever there's get no out way. of debt. Yeah. I'll struggle for, I can be <laughs> the biggest star ever. Mm-hmm. I can be the president and the biggest star. <laughs> Nigga, Donald Trump couldn't pay that off. Nobody can pay a trillion dollars, bro. So imagine if Elon get hit with that trilly. Once again, <laughs> nobody, nobody, buddy. Isn't he? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he can. 
He what? said to be the first Trilly in like, what, in like four years or some and shit like Bezos, that? Bezos, yeah. Oh, no, that might be Bezos. It's Bezos. Bezos. Believe, oh, no, yeah. Bezos. Bezos going to get there first, I believe. No, Bezos going to get that Trilly off and get out of jail. He going to get an island, too. Yeah, the thing about Bezos, that nigga so good. He fuck around, work that shit right back. <laughs> he find a nigga, way. what? He get some products for wholesale <laughs> and make that trilly right uh, back. Nigga. <laughs> it was nothing. That was light. <laughs> <laughs> nigga be back up in the morning, that nigga. That was light. Nigga. Jeff Bezos get that trilly nah, up so quick, nigga. Dude, nah. Amazon need to be looked into, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Nah, that nigga up a trilly so bro, quick. Bro, tell me like for real, man. I know it's been years and years and years of work and study, whatever, bro. How the fuck do they get packages out in 24 hours? They have so many fucking workers. And it's to the point now, Car, he can pay them nothing. The same way um, companies outsource to other countries or outsource mm. and contract, all of those Amazon drivers don't even work for Amazon. Oh, He's like contracted third party type shit. Every Amazon driver you yeah. see, none of them work for Amazon. Mm -hmm. They're all contracted. Oh, nigga, he's paying them fucking rubble. And he laid off 60% of his staff. I've seen that. Like last recently. year. Yeah, yeah. But no, that makes sense because I've seen niggas deliver packages in cars. <laughs> Regular cars. Cars. I'm like, oh, okay. Or it, it might be a, a Amazon looking van, but it'd be a goddamn white Hertz van. Just a white van. No stickers or nothing on there. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get it how you live. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. That's no judge. I'm just saying, this is what I've observed. They have an Uber Eats version for Amazon. It's called Amazon Flex. You don't even have to have a third party. You can just get the app and just start picking up packages. That's crazy. Hey, and that, that's some game for you niggas that's sitting around with no goddamn job right now. Stop doing that. Yeah. Run it up, bro. It's too much. It's, it's too many ways. Stop doing that. Like, stop being ashamed to go get that job. Yeah. Stop being ashamed to drive Uber or uh, pick up some food. Come on now. I didn't, nigga, we all didn't did jobs that we made so-called be ashamed. I don't give a fuck. Come on now. Was the money green? It's blue these days, but yes, sir. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, them scripts. <laughs> yeah, them scripts. Them scripts. You remember them water boys, them Atlanta water boys mm -hmm. bagging? That's all I think of when I hear that. Please, let me get a blue script. <laughs> like, please. No, let me get a blue script. Let me get a blue script. It's disgusting, bro. <laughs> Nasty. Get the fuck out of here, man. Nasty. Word. Please let me get a blue script. All right. Yep. Imagine giving a nigga a hundred dollars for a water bottle. And that shit probably midway hot since they've been out there all day. In DTLA. Like DTA DTATL. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, there's no way. I don't even have a hundred dollars for me. And imagine me being on like a trip, like just out there somewhere. Now that's why they only get rappers. They think that like oh, rappers yeah, gonna smart. give them an opportunity. Or more money. The baby showed you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> the baby gonna show a lot of you niggas. You're not gonna play with you. I don't know why. Why, why do y'all keep trying? Why y'all <laughs> Like, I don't understand. The baby type of nigga, like, you ask for a yeah. tip, he give you a verbal one. <laughs> yeah, or a piece of gum. You want a tip? Do fucking better at your job. <laughs> right. Skirt off on your ass. <laughs> Next time, park my shit in the front. <laughs> Next time, get some Avion water. Yeah, Bitch yeah. ass nigga. Okay, that's funny. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. Let's do it. Got to get a little grim for a second, Corey. Ah man, yes, yes, yes. One of the queens of this fucking music game has passed away. Tina Turner, the one and only Tina Turner, has passed away at the age of eighty-three. Corey, rolling, 
rolling. <laughs> rolling on a river. God damn it, Carl. Rolling on a goddamn river. On a motherfucking river. Uh, but she is nicknamed the Queen of Rock. Um, the American born singer who left a hard scrabble farm. Wait, she had a farming community? Yeah, I think out there where she was living. She was in like Switzerland or something. She was in Switzerland. Uh, they said she died peacefully after a long illness in her home in Switzerland, her representative said. Uh, she began her career in the 1950s, yada, yada, yada. You know her from the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It. Uh, most of you niggas don't even know what Tina Turner looks like. You're thinking of Angela Bassett as I'm speaking right now. Yep. <laughs> most of you niggas don't know what Ike Turner looks like. You're thinking about Lawrence Fishburne right <laughs> now. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Angela did look like Tina, though. She did, and... She understood that goddamn assignment. Oh, absolutely. To the T. Now, back in the day, we wouldn't get like we weren't getting the roles, like um, the nominations for the roles that we needed to. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if Angela Bassett was nominated for some real deal mm-hmm. awards. Academy. She got I was gonna say I think Academy. she was nominated for an Oscar for that role. Possibly. I know the Academy for sure. I'm Academy is an Oscar. Oh, my fault. Okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. An Academy my Awards fault. an Oscar. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. And that's huge for the African-American culture back in the 90s. Come on now. Um, Absolutely. I did not know she got the Oscar. I, I can kind of remember hearing, not hearing because I wasn't around for that, but like um, maybe in my household somebody saying some shit like that when the movie was on, but Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. But let's bring it back to Tina Turner, passed away at the age of 83. Um, what do you know Tina Turner for the most, Kari? Like, what is your most memorable thing? <sighs> so definitely the song that you just mentioned. Rolling. Rolling. Um, but really just like her style and fashion. So okay. like the hairstyles, wild hair, you know what I'm saying? Like the hippie look, um, the... Fashion, like just the the dresses that she would wear, you know, a lot of like um, glamorous outfits. That like, for like, sure. That for sure. A lot of like loud outfits for sure. And so I just remember that. Um, and then just her voice, man. She just had one of those unique voices where you knew that was Tina as soon as you heard her. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like it was no question. So um, that's really what I remember the most. What about you? Anything that stood out? Me, it's got to be. It's got to be Ike tapping that ass. <laughs> God rest his soul. It's got to be Ike beating that ass. Yeah, um, yeah, Ike beat yeah, the shit yeah. out that ass. Yeah. And on top of that, I've said this on the pod before. This might have been pre-rebrand. So I don't know if our new, our, our day two niggas are here. <laughs> Not the day two <laughs> niggas. Um, Shout out y'all. Tina Turner had to have hated the fucking rap game. Oh, do you remember me saying this before? I do. <laughs> this is funny. I had a conversation with Channing about this years ago, and it's never left my brain as it pertains to Tina Turner. Just about every rapper, the same way rappers nowadays use I fuck on your hoe. Like, that's in every rapper nowadays shit. I fuck on your bitch. I fuck on your hoe. Yeah. Beat it like I... (laughs) That was the line. Yep. Beat that shit like Ike and Tina. Mm-hmm. Beat that shit like Ike. Beat that shit like Tina. I know she had a true fucking distaste, not only for the specific rappers that did that to her, but because it happened so often, probably rap in general. She probably hated rap, Corey. Yeah, she probably hated hip hop. 
Now that you mentioned that, so much that she had to move out the fucking country. I didn't know Switzerland. I didn't know she wasn't over here. I swear, I, I didn't know I, that I either. No, I did. And now I want to look into it more. Like it's because I beat her out this bitch. Chill. <laughs> I'm like maybe she got ties out there. Like I really want to know, but um, yeah, man. You know, just this is a huge loss. Obviously, when you lose somebody like this, um, a pioneer, a legend. You know, a trailblazer, like we mentioned before. Um, it's just sad. It's just sad, especially when it's just unexpected. I know we grow old, people got to pass away, but you just always think, you know, as as fans, we have that false narrative where we think like the people that we look up oh, to, they gonna live celebrities forever. that they never pass. They're, they're going to live forever, huh? So, yeah, every time, you know, it hits you, it's just like, damn, damn, damn. But uh, just rest in peace, man, to, to Tina Turner. Rest in peace, a fucking legend. And I do have this info. Uh, in 1985, Tina Turner met a German music executive, Erwin Bach, who became her long-term partner, and in 1988, she moved to London, beginning a decades-long residency in Europe. So she's been out of the United States since 1988. She's wow. just been funneling in between different parts of Europe. So that said, London was where she started, and it it's obvious that by 2023, she had made her way to Switzerland. Did not know that, man. I've seen views of Switzerland and the most beautiful parts of it, and Switzerland can be fucking beautiful, Kari. Really? Oh my goodness! You gotta you gotta just uh, tap into some pictures, or even look at like just hashtag Switzerland on like Instagram and look at some of them reels. There are some spots that are just absolutely amazing. It looks like it's out of a scene of goddamn Harry Potter or something. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready to go on? Uh, yeah, just one more thing. No, I just wanted to touch just more to how big Tina Turner was. Just some fun facts here for him. She had a show in Rio de Janeiro. Rio de, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio this nigga de, here. Rio de he don't even know. He don't even know how to call Jesus a spot. I'm know. tripping, bro. Uh, in 1988, right, 180,000 people at one show. No, no way. <laughs> 180,000 people at one show. Number one, you do know that that overseas crowd is a little different. Correct. But correct. That's that old school. Elvis, Michael Jackson, Prince mm -hmm. type of touch. Tina Turner's in that realm. Yep. Patti LaBelle. Still to this day, it remains one of the largest concert audience ever for a single performance. That's insane. A single performance. Not no opening. Like she, she, This wasn't Lollapalooza, my nigga. This wasn't Coachella. That shit didn't exist. It wasn't no goddamn Rolling Loud. She pulled that shit out off the strength. There wasn't, there wasn't Woodstock. Off the strength. Hey, they came to see Tina and Tina Allen. It's fucking insane. Like, imagine, think about that that video you guys have seen of DMX at the 1999 Lollapalooza. Imagine if that was only there to see DMX. Insane. And that was back before festivals had multiple stages. Yep. Insane. That's how Tina... That's how Tina is. Yeah, man. So we lost a great. God rest the soul, man. Absolutely, man. Let's Fair move on. Family. Oh, we're sad right now. Let's stay sad, Corey. Oh, because you sent me a message on Twitter. You sent it in the group. When I opened it, I saw that it was from Carmelo Anthony, Corey. There was a TV set, hmm. an old school TV set. And it started to pan in on the TV set and it gave that old school Gen Z, y'all don't know about this at all. We barely know about this. Um, you know, when the TV channels might have run out or you'd be searching for a channel and there's the... Like the static? The static and the multicolored. Ooh, oh, that yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. 
they had that in there and they were mixing in between the static. And as they were panning in, I said, oh no, <laughs> I know exactly what this is. And as we watched the video, it went on for maybe about a minute to a minute and a half. Carmelo Anthony started to detail how he came in this game in 2003. How he's had a long career growing up, um, from growing up as a child, going all the way through uh, Syracuse, making it to the NBA, a lengthy career there, and how the road is ending here. This is his farewell, and he'll be retiring. All that to say that um, when I turned that video on, I went, oh, shit. Carmelo Anthony is fucking retiring. And I have a lot of bad things that I've said about Carmel, uh, Carmelo Anthony over the years and about how he's played out his career. And I still stand on those things. But, oh, shit, man, watching that, watching a legend go, it's, it's crazy to see. It sucks. And, and we're from... I was about to say, we're seeing all of our legends. I was going to say, we've watched our parents... Know, Our parents' bro. legends yeah, go away. We saw the Wizards' Michael leave. Right. You saw the Admiral retire. Yo, Tim um, Duncan. You saw Tim Duncan. Yo. You saw Tony Parker retire. Um, some of those those old school coaches, Bill Jackson. You saw him. Saw him hang his hat. Whether it was the the hip hop game last pod we talked about Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, things like that. Now we're talking about even in the LeBron stance. Uh, we'll get into that later. But Carmelo Anthony, our goats. If you were born in the the nineties, late eighties, nineties, our goats are starting to leave this motherfucker, man. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony, man. Nineteen seasons that he played in the NBA. Um, like you said, at this point, it, it's come to an end. And just like you, man, watching that video before I sent it to the group, there, I was sad. I, I swear on my life, I got tears in my. There were tears in my eyes. Yeah, man. They didn't drop. Especially because, you know, he dedicated a lot to just his son and, you know, how he's living through him now, just passing the torch pretty much. Yes. So it was just very emotional, man. But, uh, but yeah, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony leaving the game, it's crazy. I remember being a kid, maybe like first or second grade, Denver Nuggets, Carmelo oh Anthony. AI, AI Melo? <clears throat> I had that 15 AI jersey. I mean, Carmelo Anthony jersey. Baby blue, Denver Nuggets. That baby blue, that little hot mustard pink, I mean, that hot mustard yellow. He had just had the Jordan deal. I remember he came Ooh. out with the, uh, the Mellows. I think they called the 1.5s. I had like the matching shoes to match the jersey, right? But I just would never forget times like that. Like you said, Carmelo Anthony was one of those people that, one of those players that we looked up to. He was electrifying, especially at his young age. He was, when you think about those electrifying players, you think about Kobe Bryant, early 2000s. You think about Tracy McGrady. You think about Vince Carter. You think about Carmelo Anthony. Of course, I don't mean to leave out AI, but Carmelo Anthony, electrifying. It's, it just sucks to see. Um, now, uh, the, the hate that I was talking about I've been known on this podcast for saying that I do not like how he played out his career with his teams um he didn't he didn't chase a ring I will never like that Carmelo Anthony did not chase a ring it will never sit well with me um 
but the utmost respect to Carmelo Anthony. You know what Carmelo said to what you just said? Probably fucked that he got that money. He said that money sitting with me. Yeah. Every time he took like damn it a pay cut to stay in New York, I just I got pissed off a little bit more. Facts, man, because it was multiple times where he could have went to other teams in free agency and, and really competed for a title. Um, he could have went to L.A. and won a title with Kobe. Yep, there was a point even he could have went to Chicago. This is D-Rose prime, MVP D-Rose. There had a chance to go there. I remember it was, I think it was Powell's last year or some shit like that, or um, somewhere near that. Come on, man. Had a chance to go to L.A. Uh, I don't even want to finish my phone. <laughs> But no, nah, man, just once again, uh, just a great career. Obviously, we know he didn't win a championship, like you said, but somebody that still changed the game from the small forward um, guardish position. So, yes, he's, he's a forward, bro, but he had handles like a guard. He could post you up, rebound like a big man. So he was just one of those players that, like a prototype we had never seen before, he really came through and changed the game. And to play for 19 years, man, you know, Obviously, the end got kind of rough, ugly in some parts. He didn't really get like a, a championship, good, a good farewell tour. <laughs> but it's still mellow. Um, I hate that these days new kids think that mellow. When we say mellow, we talking about Lamelo Ball. Yeah, I don't like that either. We're not. We're talking about Carmelo. He can still be mellow, but yeah, shit, but we need to know like, that we're talking about. We talking about fifteen, nigga. It's these parents' fault. I need to educate y'all kids about mellow. <laughs> Real fuck. But nah, man, once again, just shout out to a GOAT leaving the game. Um, our GOATs are leaving, but everything comes to an end one day, man. Oh, yeah. And let's go ahead and snowball into things coming to an end. Yes. That's the Lakers season. Yes, the yes. NBA, uh, The NBA Western Conference Finals come to an end, and the Denver Nuggets swept the Lakers out of here. Get them boys out, man. This is still in the sad shit for me because I'm a Lakers fan. Go ahead. Kari. Oh, man. It, it only hurt. I did not expect this team to win a championship. This is not the 2022-23 LA Lakers are not a championship caliber team. They're not. But when you go from 2 and 10 to sitting in the Western Conference Finals, I'm like, "Oh, okay. I can get with y'all now and I'm behind you. You brought it all this way. Just hurt to see him get swept." But all in all, I can hold that because Denver is obviously the better team. Of course we have um, LeBron James. Of course we have AD. But that team, they're they're just better. And they just prove themselves to be better. Thoughts? Same thing. You asked me before, like, did I think it was going in the sweep? I said yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you asked me who I thought was the better team. I said Denver, you know. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's it's LeBron. It's AD. They had this this magical comeback season. The script was all written for it to be LA on the west side and Boston Celtics I thought this shit was side. rigged at this point. Damn, I thought it was rigged. Yeah, Fuck. It, the story was writing itself. It was almost Cinderella-like. Storybook. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, uh, or like you said, they, they just ran into a team that were just completely better than them. They were getting out coached a little bit as well. Shout out to Darvinham, first year. Shout out now for a first year. First year going that far. Oh, he, oh he's, he's getting, you getting some more years, Mr. Ham. Absolutely. We, we fucking with you in LA and Absolutely. we've been needing a coach like you. Yeah, bro. I really, I really like him. Like I listen to a lot of his, uh, post game conferences. 
his interviews. Um, I like the way like he talking shit. He, he very like and his players respect him. Yeah, yeah. He, he really like seemed like a players coach. Yes. Yeah. So uh, shout out to him. But like you said, man, Denver just a better team. Man, Joker is crazy. Jamal is crazy. KCP. He was crazy in 2020 with the Lakers when he won, but he has stepped his game to a whole nother level. That nigga don't miss. He's been doing his thing, and I'm talking about somebody else. He's been doing his thing this whole season, so I'm not going to say he hasn't. Boy, has this nigga Michael Porter come fuck alive. He has, bro. And it's crazy. I mean, he always had a strap. Niggas know that, but yeah. No, nah, but like he he's nah, yeah, he putting it, he's, he's coming alive front page for you. He is a a very large supporting character yeah. on that fucking team. Like like you said, they just got such a good team. They're man. stacked. Like, They're they, stacked right now. They don't um, at every position. Ten players, the starters and the bench, bro. Like they solid. You they know are what I mean? stacked. So they death is just crazy. So yeah, they 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 favorite it regardless of who comes out on the east side. Of course, we have the best of the best. Like um, over on the Los Angeles Lakers, but we only have a couple of those, and they're hurt and old. And I'm that's not an ex- that's not an exception or an excuse. But um, their their great playing or great players are all across the board. They're playing like from the one to the five, they got it locked, and they're all elite players. Mm-hmm. You got Jamal and Jokic, KCP, Porter. Who am I missing? Am I missing? A, who, who am I? Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Oh my god. Stacked, bro. They stacked. Bruce Brown came to life. They stacked, man. Yeah, they stacked. But uh, you mentioned on LA side being old, having older players. Um, after the sweep, there it is. Press conference. Press conference. LeBron James is asked several questions. Obviously, his season is over. He's moving into his twenty-first off season, right? So the questions obviously are going to be surrounded. Like, what are your next plans? What are your plans? What are your thoughts after this game? What are you going to do, LeBron? So, you know, he gets asked questions about retiring. LeBron, for the first time, hinted at retiring. I don't think they asked him about retiring, but he hinted at it as soon as they asked him what his plans were. He hinted at retiring. He said, you know, I got to just go back to the drawing board. And and he was like, think about what I got to do, basically. And they were like, they kind of probed into it and asked what he meant. And he was like, you know, I got to think about the game of basketball and where I stand with that moving forward. Oh, we already knew what he meant there. But just to give thoughts early, Carl, he's fucking lying. He's fucking lying through oh, his teeth, boy. Oh, gonna, my God. If I ne- Let me tell y'all. <laughs> Not only do we know he's a compulsive liar. Uh, he's the greatest. LeBron is great at lying. He's the greatest liar. But he just wants to give you guys the, the Cinderella, the, the comeback. Sto- the story is already writing itself. Okay, look, I'm about to give y'all so many facts to this situation where I'm like, bro, sometimes I feel like they really be writing scripts to this shit. Oh, this is about, they setting, they setting Celtics-Lakers up again. It's almost crazy, right? Is that where you're going with this? Yes. Come on. But, so, obviously, we know he's made the comments about playing with Bronny. So, yes, that's always still on the table. We know at least, at least he's going to play one year with Bronny. That's, Correct. That's what he wants to do. But... I just mentioned Carmelo Anthony, things getting rough towards the end of his career. Obviously, he's not LeBron James, but he didn't get a a farewell tour. Obviously, we know LeBron is going to get the biggest, the hugest probably farewell tour we've ever seen. He's going to get 
he's going to get the souped up version of the Dwayne Wade farewell tour. Absolutely. So, and, and he got a farewell tour. Right. So my point is LeBron wouldn't retire in the off season. He would let you know. Hell no. So he could get his tour on the way out. Right. That's what happened thing. to Kobe. That's one thing. Drop 60. Now, the year uh, 2026, the first year that Bronny is eligible for the NBA, is eligible. So I know he would have to probably go to a different team because the Lakers more than likely won't have a pick to be able to get Bronny. But is that the first year he's eligible? He'll play next year. What year am I? We're in, 20, we'll be in the 2023-2024 season. He'll be eligible going in 2024-5. That season is what I mean. He'll be eligible after next season. Right, right. So that season, though, the All-Star game is in L.A. You know he's declaring next March for sure. Obviously, he's one and done. <laughs> but but the All-Star game is in L.A. So like I just, I'm saying- So like, he'll play with him for sure no matter what, as long as he plays on the West Coast. It's just already written, bro. The script is already written for LeBron to go out on his farewell. The All-Star game is already in L.A. the year Bronny's, the, the Bronny's rookie year. year. Yeah, in the league. So, like I say, he's probably not going to get to the Lakers. So, it, it would be cool. Lakers, you know, hometown. But, yeah, they're going to be on the biggest stage for the All-Star weekend. That's another thing that LeBron gets to get. And then it's LeBron. He, he want to go out fighting for a championship. So, to sum it up, like I said, he was lying at that goddamn press conference. Absolutely. And it was also to put pressure on the team, on L.A. Because like you said, they started this season 2-10. and 10. They did not expect to be here. Yes, they were able to build something. They got lucky, bro. The trade that they, the trades that they made to get D'Lo, to get uh, Vanderbilt, to get Achimura, you know what I'm saying? Like to get those players, they got them Re- no, mid-season, right? So LeBron, LeBron is like, nigga, hey, if I put pressure on the front office that I'm retiring, they like, oh shit, we like the window is now, which means we have to get players now. We have to win now because LeBron may not be here. So I think it's just a whole lot of that. LeBron is not retiring. He's gonna let us know this is my last year, and then he's gonna get that farewell tour and be on his way out. Um, I'm just switching over just for a second back to Bronny. I hate to be this guy, especially because Bronny's still young. But NBA young boy was young when you said he was going to die. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and get this out now. Y'all can hate me if y'all want. Prediction, and this is just my large prediction card. Bronny's going to bust. Bronny is like... and. Y'all can call me a hater if you want, and I'll be wrong if I'm wrong. The same way, like, we've been wrong about other things and we've been stood corrected. Bronny is for sure going to bust. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I'll see you that. also didn't agree with me with the LaMelo ball. Um, Correct. I was wrong stance. on that. So, yeah, like you just mentioned, if I, if you got to come back and eat your words, you got to eat your words. Jeffrey Jordan. No, it's, it's definitely not like that. <laughs> no, it's not like that because Jeff didn't make it into the league, but no. But, Bronny's busting. No, nah, I don't agree. I've seen enough film where I'm like, he's a all-around like great player. I'm not saying he NBA <laughs> ready right now, but no, nah, Bronny's solid. You laughing. Bronny really got talent, like for real. He does. He does. So does LiAngelo Ball. All right. 
<laughs> we'll see. What team does he get out there and hoop with right now, like, and thrive? Bronny. <sighs> Kings. He fit nice on the Kings, no lie. You that nigga, you don't ask me a question you don't want to answer to. What's they G League team? The Princes? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> the, the, the Knights. Nah, he needs to play on that team. The Calvin Cambridge name was on. He needs to be on the Knights. <laughs> he needs to be on that bitch. Nah, chill out on Bronny, though. We'll see, though. USC freshman incoming. That's what I really want to see. Fuck all the NBA. I want to see how he perform on, on the collegiate level because that's... Niggas really be hooping on the college level. So let's see what Bronny do at USC before we even talk about the league. All right, yeah. All right, let's devil's advocate this. Because if he doesn't, if he's not a breakout star next year, Corey. He's not going to be. I'm going to let you know. Then why the fuck would he even be able to get to come out? So he's going to be like, Bronny like lottery pick. He's not a breakout star. But Bronny like right, bro, I'm. Saying right now, I'm not making this up. You can look at the rankings. okay, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like this. I'm just letting you know how he is. So Bronny, he can come out and be a lottery pick. Bronny freshman year of college is going to show you niggas a lot. I hate that. I, I feel so right about this that I'm almost to the point of like, I can't wait. To, I told you so, you niggas. Hey, whatever helps you get to your day, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I'm right or wrong about it. Oh no, it's not about yeah. being right to you. No, I'm no, just no, it's no, been no. it's been right. Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta be right. I know how you are. <laughs> I gotta me. I gotta trust be right, nigga. There's no other option. Trust me, nigga. I have to be There's right. There's no other option. In pre-production, there'll be times where I'll argue with Kari for oh minutes God. on minutes on minutes. I understand. Just that. to purposely kind of divert it to a different point so I can make that point and win the argument. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be something completely different from what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, nigga, but I made that point, right. nigga, and I win. <laughs> so I'm right overall. <laughs> and I win, nigga. It don't nigga. work like that, nigga. <laughs> no, bro. And I win. No. <laughs> My maniacal, right. I win. <laughs> You're fucking insane, by the way. I'm going to just let you know. Man, it'd be like that, man. Yeah, man. But anyways, we can move on let's, if you don't. Let's switch that. over to the Eastern Conference. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. My fault. My fault. Because the Celtics about to get the fuck out of there, too. Yeah, they did win, though. It is going to five. It's going to five, but it ain't going to seven. I mean, it ain't going to six. I think it's going to six. Game five is in Boston. Yeah. You remember... The other game in Boston. Game one and two. I was going to say. Remember the game other? one and two in Boston? Yes, I do you remember. the other ones in Boston? <laughs> but nah, man. They packing them niggas up, man. I think getting that win game four in Miami uh, gave them some confidence. I still know at this point, I think they're going to lose, but I think it's going to go six. I think Miami going to win in six. Okay. Um, and I'm not mad at that. I do think it ends in five because this is – this is the typical shit. They're sweeping them, and everybody thinks it's going to be a sweep, and it's not. The team sneaks one out. Next game, they, they get them the fuck out of there. I'm thinking it doesn't go any different. They're going to get them the fuck out of there. We've done this three times in a row. Let's finish this. I will say the odds are not stacked in their favor, obviously. Oh, yeah. Let's let's treat these niggas like the Lakers. It's never been a team that's, that's done this. So uh, that's why, yeah, it's, it's over. But um, I just think, like I said, going back home, I know they did lose those first two games, but 
game four, they kind of look more like themselves finally. It took them niggas four games to finally get to what got them to the Eastern Conference final. So I'm hoping they can carry that momentum going back home, being in front of your home crowd with also knowing that your back is already against the wall. Hopefully you niggas could put up a fight and win game five. That way you could go to game six. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. But they're losing with these Boston Celtics, bro. They've been so inconsistent. Now they want to talk about the coach and how we wish we still had Emmanuel Doka and Missoula. Is he too young? Like, bro, just excuses out the wazoo. I'm like, no, y'all just getting y'all ass beat. Yeah, they're losing. And um, the series is over. Like, I don't know. Miami and six, man. Miami and six is what I'm what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm gonna call this a five. But yeah, we'll see. Um by by the Monday po- Oh shit. Breaking news, guys. Oh shit. Monday is Memorial Day. Yup, yup, yup. We will not be in studio. I repeat, we will not be in studio. Look at Kari over there, like vibing over the vacay. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a little time off. Yeah, man, just a little week. You boy Roderick is going to be uh on a Memorial Day vacation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cardi's gonna be, you know, vibing, doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah. No vacation, but I'm off. So I'm definitely relaxing. Yeah, but nevertheless, we will be back in studio on Thursday, June the first. <laughs> That, that is when episode... First of the month. Yeah, it's the first of the month. We did that on Bone purpose, Bone looking ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we did that on purpose, though. You know, you got to come back day one. For sure, for sure. We're going to come... 30 days, 30 days. 30 days. That's it, buddy. But yeah, we'll be back on June 1st to supply you with episode 242? Yeah, okay. I, I just had to make sure this was 241. <clears throat> Just wanted to make sure y'all knew that. Yeah. Don't don't buzz my phone on Monday when it ain't no pod. Yeah, man. Don't blow up my uh my G. We'll let y'all know this time. Y'all niggas like to do shit like that. <laughs> Facts. Um, but let's move on. We don't have to stay too far into this one, but I wanted to touch it in the boxing realm. Errol Spence and uh Crawford, they're set to fight. Yeah, July, right? Yes. We have been waiting man. on this fight. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Um, I'll let Kari get the date, but in this in this weight class, we uh we couldn't expect anything else. Or we we don't want anything else except for for Spence Crawford. We've been waiting on this probably two and a half, three years. I was about to say in the welterweight class, it's the top two top dogs. Um, and you want to see the two niggas at the top battle it out to see who's number one and keep it a hundred. Like we're not in the Muhammad Ali Tyson days anymore. The welterweight is the class to be in nowadays yeah, in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Back then, it was heavyweight. It was heavyweight. Honestly, but ever yeah. since Roy Jones Jr. and on, Floyd, uh, Floyd everybody. Um, I don't know if, not, um, what's his name? Canelo. I think he's welterweight, I, but I just, I don't, uh, I don't want to speak too fast because he might be cruiser. I don't remember. Okay. But um, he fought. Mayweather, so he's probably welterweight. Yeah. <clears throat> Nevertheless, I'd love to see this. Absolutely, man. So the date is going to be July 29th at the Las Vegas T-Mobile Arena. I knew it was going to be a little too big to stay in Texas this time. Ah, oh, no. Nah, hell no. Nah. You got to go to Vegas. Errol usually puts on for the home team, and he does it here Not in the city. Time. Not this time. 
This is big time. He is big time now. And I'm glad we've gotten to the point where Errol Spence is, is, is it at the MGM Grand, you said? Or where no, T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile Arena. Okay. But we are headed to the point where Errol Spence is becoming MGM Grand mm-hmm. he's famous. A, he's a household name. He's a household name these days, and he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, you know, he went through the little injury, the car accident and everything. That Sideline for a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, it kind of uh, stumped his momentum. Cause took he was, two fights away from him. About. Bro, because he was, ooh, he was on his way to being that nigga. He had to take already. a year off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, making his way back. Is this his first fight since the injury? No, it's his second fight since. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But, uh, but yeah, man, like you said, it's... He's getting to that point where he's a superstar level. So, you know, we can expect in the future he's going to be at the MGM Grand. Yeah, and we we are Dallas Forward natives. So, we behind Errol Spence the entire way. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the crowd is? I didn't know the live audience crowd was behind him. Yeah, they put it on. Wow. Yeah. Them niggas go crazy every episode, man. Yeah. We fuck with y'all niggas. Yeah. Um, let's move on, Corey. We wanted to talk about Glenn Cooper or Coopier, whatever you want to call it. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, whether he stumbled through the word Negro, whether he said the word Negro too fast and it sounded like nigger, or he said nigger, if you want to leave it to me. Um, Glenn Cooper was the uh, announcer or commentator for the Oakland A's, and he had just returned with one of his commentator partners from a three-hour-long uh, tour of the Negro League Museum. After that, he had an Oakland A's game to call. And while he was talking about it, he called it the Nigger League Museum. Mm. He had been suspended from the Oakland A's ever since. And just this past week, the Oakland A's administration has handed down his termination. He's been fired, Kari. Yep, they said effective immediately. And when we talked about it when it first happened, that's exactly what I said. I wanted to get the fucker out of here. And should happen. So that um, fucker out of here. Obviously, I mean There's still an uproar about it. It was a one time mistake. Even he's frustrated about it, he said. Yeah, I'm gonna get to what he said because he had he had some loud thoughts. He said, I wish the Oakland A's and NBC Sports would have taken into consideration my twenty year career. My solid reputation, integrity, and character. But in this current environment, traits like integrity and character are no longer considered. I will always have a hard time understanding how one mistake in a 20-year broadcasting career is a cause for termination. But I know something better is in my future. What? (laughs) Bro, what are you talking about, man? Integrity? (laughs) Bro, I knew you was. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? In character. You said nigger on live television three hours after visiting the Negro League Museum. That's the one word you think wouldn't pop out of your goddamn mouth. You don't need a second chance. You just left a fucking lesson on African Americans. Nigger was your first word out the door. No, nigga, you're fired. He probably was nigger. <laughs> he probably was tired of all them niggas. That's why. What the fuck are we talking? I just I sped through the word. It could have been true. You should have slowed down. <laughs> you should have took your time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, take a deep breath. The fuck? He's talking about um there'll be a, a better opportunity somewhere at home, bitch. <laughs> Facts, man. Come on now. 
And if a team progressive like California, you got fired from there. You're not working anywhere else. Now, I take that back. This is baseball. You go work probably off somewhere in the South. Yeah, probably like the uh, minor leagues. Nah, he can go. He can't do no major league teams. Is there a team over in, we got a Georgia team? You fit right at Alabama? Braves, we got the Braves. Does Alabama have a team? Alabama, nah. Mississippi? (laughs) Bro, don't you ever say this. Mississippi got a team? They'll let him say that shit on television. Facts. Nah. The Negro Leagues may still be out there. (laughs) We got a we got a base hit. Niggers at third base. (laughs) Niggers at home. (laughs) Nigger scores. That nigga pointed to he was like, Nigger League Museum. (laughs) Oh God, he said shit with pride. Fuck. What are you talking about? You're fucking fired, asshole. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. But uh shout out to the Oakland A's and uh NBC Sports for Laying the hammer down, man. Obviously, you have to do things like this, but there was no chance that he was going to come back and do any games from that point. Uh, they did the right thing, bro. You, we got to weed these people out. I've said it before. There's no reason for you to say that word unless it's a word that you have said previously in your past, right? That's the only reason why that word could even be in his vocab or even on his brain at that point in time. Like, that's the only thing. Now you, I you have an example. You can't. Make me believe any other way. Like you said the word before. So um, we got to weed people out of, you know, platforms these days who have had these positions for 20, 30, 40 years, bro. Like we got to get younger faces. Absolutely. Uh, More people who are progressive and not basically just people who are not fucking racist. (laughs) Like we got to get these races out. So shout out to them, man. Or discriminatory in general. Shout out to them, bro. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I don't think we have anywhere else to go with this one. I think that pretty much wraps today up. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, that was a hell of a lot of topics, but we uh, we put on a hell of a show for you niggas. That was episode 241 of the Rising Ground Podcast. It's been your boy, Roderick. I'm Jakari. All right, man. Let's get out of here. I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. Courtney's got this divorcee. My order, my old fees, part ways like McCartney's. Match made in heaven like Jabo Lashanti. But for us, it's rough. I'm riding like this cause I want peace. Excuses sound like I need to find myself. Just admit that this ain't working, no respect was dealt. Can't even lie, it hurt me to see it was someone else. But I know moving on is better than a sitting dwell. Better done Anybody that you'd ever meet
I'm the type that you remember when Like that. Iceberg. Really? Here's a story about a gangster with a 40. Uh, uh. Go to the jeweler, I drop 40. Like I'm Kobe. Uh. Got a shorty trying to be the one and only. She know I play the game 24-8, like heavy on cake Heavy on neck piece, heavy on waist Heavy in big truck, heavy on eighth I said we on ace, or deli on straight East coast, west coast, heavy on weight Slit like eight on the carry-on Safe, puto, you know Niggas ran through those shits Burn four packs of pearls and like two whole zips Forty pointers like two little flips Got a duo lip Bad little shorty and a friend Singing to me on some blue no shit I don't do your mix, you niggas cool old kiss. Really, really. Here's a story about a gangster with a 40. Go to the jeweler, I drop 40, like I'm Kobe. Got a shorty trying to be the one and only. She know I play the yeah. game Ay. like I'm cool. God keep me straight, but I stay helping. Government assistance is missing, ain't help shit. In the hills, living ghetto still, can't help it. Having hood nigga habits make me selfish. Bandanas and Santana more than Jewel's is. Takeover's game over, I'm the new Lil Flip. I'm deep in my bag, how we do shellfish. Finna get my trap jumping like a two-hill kick. We have roof, Chris, now I'm more than